More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hour three of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Uh, Clay is, I think, on the back nine right now. Is that what you call it? The golf course, right? Isn't that? I'm trying to sound like I know anything about golf. Uh, with the Tunnel the Towers Foundation of Frank Siller for a charity event, but he'll be back in tomorrow. Uh, he sends his regards, and he says his swing has been pretty good today. Actually, pretty good. That's what Clay's saying. He's texting me right now. Our friend Miranda Devine joins us. Uh, she's a New York Post columnist, author of the very excellent book, Laptop from Hell. Miranda, thanks for making the time. Hey, fantastic to be with you. So you have a piece up in the Post, Reckoning Needed After Biden's Failed Foreign Policy Gave Hamas Terror the Element of Surprise. Walk us walk us through this here. Where, where, how do you connect the dots to uh, Biden Ford policy and and this obviously uh, this this heinous sneak attack by Hamas. Well, look, obviously there was an intelligence failure there in Israel and in the US, which um, you know supplies its allies with intelligence that's always very useful. And in this case, it didn't happen. And you have to ask the question about uh, whether or not. Um, several factors that have compromised um, America's ability to see what was going on with Iran played a factor. And so, for instance, um, there was uh, the appeasement, continual appeasement of Iran and the giving back of the $6 billion, which I'm sure we've been talking about all week, um, and, uh, and, and also the fact that uh, there was a spy ring has just been busted um, inside um, the State Department and, in fact, the highest reaches of the Pentagon. Um, this is an Iranian uh, spy ring, and it seems that it was um, at least being assisted by this guy, Robert Malley, who was the hand-picked U.S. Uh, envoy to Iran, who was the chief negotiator under Obama for the, um, you know, this sort of demented uh, Iran deal that, that Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken, his Secretary of State, had just held bent on pursuing. And this guy, Robert Malley, 
um, who's now been suspended without pay and is under investigation by the FBI for some sort of security breach. Um, he's been fingered by, uh, uh, well, Lee Smith in Tablet wrote it, but there have been um, other pieces basically piecing together uh, emails that were leaked from uh, two Iranian dissidents and showing that uh, Robert Malley and, and various people that he was involved with, including someone that he uh, got in to work at the State Department, um, have been basically talking to their handlers back in Iran. Um, and so this is very disturbing. And then there's another disturbing aspect, which is there's uh, the Iranian dis dissidents, um, a group called MEK, were uh, under the protection of the US, moved out of Iraq into Albania. And, I mean, as recently as the Trump administration, Mike Pompeo, then the Secretary of State, was very supportive of them. Uh, now, in June, they were rolled up by the... They were raided by the Albanian government, um, and uh, their computer... Their, something like 230 computers were um, ended up back in the hands of the Iranians. Um, that's certainly what it seems like. It's certainly what the Iranians are saying, and they were very happy about the fact that they were getting good information from these computers, which basically has uh, unmasked all the Iranian dissidents and uh, led to arrests. And, and my question is, has it led to the blinding of the US and Israeli intelligence? Because now they have no eyes and ears on the ground in Iran. What are your sources telling you about this? I mean, I, I get people... I mean, look, Miranda, I've been out of the CIA now for, you know, over, over a decade. Um, but one thing I remember from my time there was, uh, the Israelis were as drilled down on their area of responsibility in an intelligence way as, as anybody on, on the planet. And so I just think mm. there's a, there's a, a little bit of a, of a shattering of the belief that the, Israel, whether it's Mossad, Shin Bet, these different entities, you know, IDF uh, and its intelligence units, uh, like people are asking me, how could this happen? And I don't have an answer for them because if they had asked me if this sort of thing was possible, even a few months ago, I would have said the Israelis are as on it as anyone could be anywhere. Do you have any sense from your sources? I mean, was it just the uh, that was it that Hamas was playing this game of, oh, we actually want to go in the opposite direction of violence and so the head fake was a big part of it what are you hearing yeah initially um i heard just because it was done so late and that you know it, the the plans even though they've been on foot for a year now we hear um that the the sort of go uh, and you know, final orders um, were just very late in the game and it wasn't enough time. But, I mean, that just doesn't seem like a, a good excuse. It does seem like someone's dropped the ball. And in Israel, I, I mean, I don't really know what's been going on there other than, um, you know, Netanyahu's only just come back and he takes these things much more seriously, I think, than his predecessors. Um, and, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe their intelligence has been wokeified like American intelligence and um, maybe uh, they've been distracted by the sort of internal threats that are going on there um, you know with various protests and so on I, I don't know I don't really but yeah I'm just wondering if anyone ever comes up with a I'm sure it will happen we'll find out that there was some 
you know, there were warnings that were missed. That it tends to be that in the chatter, yeah. you know, they 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 thought that it was A and it was actually B. I mean, there, there's usually some uh, some revelation that comes later in these things. But actually, we're speaking to Miranda Devine uh, from the New York Post. Uh, I wanted to switch, if I could, with you, Miranda, to um, Biden has just been interviewed by the special counsel in the classified documents probe. Yeah. Uh, um, tell me, you know, what what do you make of this? I mean, from the beginning, I've been telling Clay and this audience that I feel like they're just going through the motions on this one, and it's in part so they can say, well, we put Biden through the ringer, so to speak. Yeah. Trump's going through the same one. Yeah, it's certainly what it looks like, and, you know, just from objective measurements, like the amount of money that Robert Hur is uh, spending compared to how much Jack Smith is spending, I think it's something like three to one. Um, and so it's a much smaller uh, sort of setup. And Robert Hur, unlike Jack Smith, doesn't appear to be a killer. They brought Jack Smith. They waited for Jack Smith, in fact, to come back from Europe because um, they wanted someone like him who who has a track record of, um, you know, pursuing his prey without... Uh, really much care about the legal niceties. So that's the person they have uh, sicked on Donald Trump, whereas Robert Hur seems a much more gentlemanly style person. On the other hand, um, you know, there's some real problems with Joe Biden, as we know just from his the history of corruption that um, I think the American people are starting to be aware of. And um, the fact that he has classified documents from his Senate days um, tells you something that's a bit disturbing because he should never have had hands on that. Uh, you know, it's, I guess if a, if a president has classified documents, um, that's not so unusual because, you know, wherever he is becomes a sort of a skiff. But for a senator, they have to go into this secure uh, area and they're not allowed to take the documents out. And so um, that's a big question. And uh, also, I mean, it was not too long ago that Joe Biden was dismissing the idea that he would be questioned and saying that's not even on the, on the books and quite offended by that. And, and in fact, he's had two days of questioning. So I, I, I can't tell whether that means that, that this investigation is actually taking, um, you know, a, a turn that he didn't expect or not. But um, at least he is being interviewed. Yes, he is. He is being interviewed. I, I feel like we know what the outcome is going to be here, but it, they, they've sort of created this special counsel for Biden, special counsel for Trump. But as we know, Miranda, not all special counsels are, are, are you know, are made the same. Um, and w- with that in mind, uh, what can you tell us? I mean, Hunter Biden has pleaded not guilty on the on the gun charge. Uh, is, are there any developments on that? And and where do you see? Now that we're getting deeper into this, it's looking more and more likely just based on the calendar that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. Uh, what do you think the Hunter Biden situation legally turns into? Like, what are your expectations? I can't imagine that Hunter Biden will go to jail, but this is something that his lawyers had not been and he had not been expecting. Um, they thought that they had it all sewn up and that they were, that, that plea deal was basically, uh, the get out of jail free card literally and um, so that's blown up and there's nothing that Joe Biden now can do for his son and so um, other than ultimately a pardon I guess but in terms of um, this and also the breakdown of the relationship between um, David Weiss and 
Hunter Biden's lawyers. That seems genuine. Um, and there does seem to be uh, a sort of, you know, they've swapped out prosecutors now. They had Leslie Wolf, who was definitely in the tank for the Bidens. Uh, now they've got um, quite a, a tough guy with the history of uh, being a tough prosecutor, a guy called Leo Weiss. He's in charge. And I can't imagine he's going to want to ruin his career by going soft on Hunter Biden. Uh, so they seem to be just playing it by the book now. Of course, it's all a bit late because the most serious charges from 20, uh, you know, allegations from 2014, 2015 on the tax front uh, and also a lot of the Farah um, possibilities, they've, um, statute of limitations has run out on them. So um, it's sort of slim pickings, but it's still serious. And uh, if if Hunter Biden were to be treated like uh, the average American, um, he'd be very concerned at the moment. And the other thing is his money. Um, you know, he seemed to have unlimited legal funds and uh, there was all, all these dark money groups that had collected money for him. And he's been suing people willy-nilly as well as having multiple um, cases that he has to defend. But um, just recently, I think it was CNN said that he was running out of money and that people weren't wanting to give him money. I thought that was untrue, but I double-checked with a source and they said, no, it is true that um, that he's become kryptonite now, Hunter Biden, and uh, I guess his father's donors are not that interested in helping him. It's really more beneficial, I think, to Joe Biden's candidacy if Hunter Biden is sort of quarantined as being the problem and... and um, you know, uh, and poor Joe Biden, all he did was try and help his son because he's such a good father. So I guess there's no there's no prohibition, right, on if, if somebody wants to just pay all of Hunter's legal bills, that's it's just interesting to me because that, that to me is like, how far is that from some foreign company that's giving Hunter money for access to debt? You know what I mean? It feels like that might have been a, a, yeah. a, a, a you know a window into like Biden influence peddling effectively. Absolutely, election interference. And, uh, you know, there was um, an FBI investigation into Kevin Morris, which was aborted, I think, on the say-so of Leslie Wolf. But um, that was certainly uh, Washington headquarters of the FBI was looking into uh, this is Hunter Biden's sugar daddy who's paid, uh, well, I mean, it's at least $2.8 million in unpaid taxes plus um, footing his uh Malibu rent and other living expenses. Um, and so they, they were, FBI was looking at that as a sort of a donation in kind as some sort of a violation, a campaign violation, but, um, they were stood down. Um, so I, I agree. And that perhaps accounts for, um, you know, while the money is drying up because people don't want to be caught up in the sort of buy, everything that everybody that goes in, to work with the Bidens or help them out ends up getting burned. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to go into business with Hunter Biden right now. I could say that. <laughs> I think that would be not, not that ever. Would, yeah. yeah, that would be a risky proposition. Um, Renda Devine, everybody, check out Laptop from Hell and look for her columns in the New York Post. Renda, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Bye bye. There's no substitute for feeling great each day. Eating healthy, getting the right amount of rest, all of that is good. But having the right nutrients in your body to balance and support your hormones, that's the difference. That's why knowing about Chalk and their set of supplements is the difference maker. Chalk is a supplement company formulating best-in-class supplement sets. Their male vitality stack and female vitality stack are perfect examples. 
Chalk's male vitality stack is formulated to provide nutrients that improve energy, stamina, and focus. The leading ingredient has been proven in studies to improve testosterone levels by 20% in three months' time, and that's crucial. Most guys experience a loss of testosterone over time. In fact, the average guy today has 50% less testosterone than their dad or granddad did 50 years ago. Chalk's female vitality stack is formulated to provide a healthier hormone balance, among other benefits, for women, too. Learn more about what Chalk has to offer at Chalk.com. It's easy to remember. C-H-O-Q dot com. Save 35% off the Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com, and the name Buck for 35% off. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Joe Biden is addressing the nation right now about the terror attack on Israel. Let's let's join in progress. Hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded alive, but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You all know these traumas never go away. There's still so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones. 
not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. Infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, these bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. The state of purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel on the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Hamas offers nothing but terror and bloodshed with no regard to who pays the price. The loss of innocent life is heartbreaking. Like every nation in the world, Israel has the right to respond, indeed has a duty to respond to these vicious attacks. I just got off the phone with a third call with Prime Minister Netanyahu. I told him the United States experience with Israel experiencing our response to be swift, decisive and overwhelming. All right. We'll, con- we'll continue we to follow this. Um, we'll come back like with Israel more and, and analysis of Joe Biden's remarks here. See if he gets into some policy specifics. Um, did you develop rolls of film back in the day and still have all those photos either tucked away in albums or stored in shoeboxes somewhere? With time, those special memories are going to fade. But you can do something about it with Legacy Box. They've got a great new program called the 4x6 Photo Legacy Box. This is your chance to get your family's photos professionally scanned for as low as $0.07 per photo. That's more than 75% less than what other companies typically ask for. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of old media. That's how they can provide that kind of pricing for quality work. You can trust Legacy Box to digitize your entire collection of 4x6 photos. You'll get everything back along with digital copies. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to get the first 200 photos scanned starting at just $19.95. LegacyBox is ready to help you and your family with all your photos, even if you have thousands of photos to digitize. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. We haven't yet called upon the foreign policy expertise that is available to us from a certain television show called The View. If you're looking for insight and analysis on, I was going to say the Middle East, but really just I could have stopped the sentence, uh, the view is not the place you would generally want to go. But it is a window into Democrat rank-and-file thinking. The view does represent a, uh, a, a almost a watered-down DNC talking points extravaganza. That's That's what it is, like simplified DNC talking points for everybody. 
And, and here is the response of one of their, I believe she's their chief legal analyst or their main legal analyst, uh, Sonny Hostin to the situation right now in Israel. Play it. What is terrifying to me also is that there is so much anger on the Israeli side, arguably correctly so, because they've never seen this kind of massacre on their land in 50 years. But now you have it. We're going to launch an offensive against those 2.2 million people, half of which are children, providing no food, water or electricity. There are losers on both sides of this and they're civilians. I think it's interesting. It's very illuminating when, first off, she says, arguably there. Are arguably justified anger? There could be no more clearly justified and righteous anger possible in the world, in in history, than the Israeli anger at, at what has been done to them and their people um, over the last few days. So the use of arguably there is a, is a just, uh, it's insane, honestly. Uh, and, and then also this, this sudden concern. Where is her outpouring of concern for the Israeli families who have seen in cases videos posted of their loved ones taken as hostages who may still be executed, who may be tortured or videos of people who were already killed? Um, there was a sadistic glee that these Hamas terrorists took in what they were doing. They were streaming some of it or uh, or posting some of it on social media. They have been doing things to show you just how evil they are, and I think we all have to pay attention to it uh, and take it as seriously as we can and not engage in this... Uh, impulse the left has to well now let's just focus on on you know tamping things down and you know both sides have had excesses no sorry not going to do that not going to play that game that the left wants us to right now to forget what has just happened and try to broaden this out into just more of a historic conflict and many causes and there's many many facets of this that deserve our attention and, and explanation no Israel needs to go in there and kick the ass of these terrorists and and take the fight to them with everything that it has, and that's what they're going to do. Um, and I'm very, uh, you know, I, I could not be more on their side. I know all of you feel the same way about what has to happen here and, and what needs to, to go on, but it's just so um, predictable that these Democrat left-wing forces are are taking this, uh, or Democrat leader left wing voices, that I say forces, Democrat left wing voices are taking this position. Uh, security threats in the U.S. I wanted to address the Biden just spoke about this. As you know, he's addressing the nation live right now. So we're, we're pulling out the most noteworthy parts of it so we can discuss it here on the show. Play 27. We're also taking steps at home in cities across the United States of America. Police departments have stepped up security around centers for, of Jewish life. The Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are working closely with state and local law enforcement and Jewish community partners to identify and disrupt any domestic threat that could emerge in connection with these horrific attacks. This is a moment for the United States to come together, to grieve with those who are mourning. Let's be real clear. There is no place for hate in America. 
not against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anybody. We reject, we reject, what we reject is terrorism. And this is where he talks about looking at the risks, the vulnerabilities we have in this country. Um, Our wide open border is a massive security risk to us. This is true. And it has never been more wide open than it is right now. Uh, I was actually just speaking to friends last night. I was out with some friends here in Miami Beach, and they asked me about this. They said, what what do you make of the concerns that there could be plans for an attack in the U.S. Uh, along similar lines? Now, we've seen things. We've seen ISIS-inspired attacks in this country. In fact, we've even seen what uh terrorism analysts call remote control or outside uh outside in attacks where there'll be direct communications right whether you look at uh Anwar Al-Awlaki and uh Nidal Hassan the Fort Hood shooter there have been other instances of direct contact with outside jihadist entities who then engaged in uh mass murder mass terrorism or mass murder in the name of terrorism here on US soil um it's it's difficult enough to try to thwart all of these plots when you don't have 200,000 people a month pouring across your border with effectively no vetting whatsoever. But as you can imagine right now, if you were a bad guy, and I'm not like giving away any secrets to the enemy here, it's quite obvious, if you were a bad guy and you wanted to infiltrate your people into the United States, you're not going to fly from, uh, uh, you know, you're not, you're not going to fly from the Mideast region to try to get direct into JFK or into, uh, you know, Dulles or something and then go through customs and all this stuff. No, 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 no. If you want to put trained militants into the United States in sleeper mode, the way to do it is you, you show up in, uh, you know, let's say you show up in Mexico, their security protocols, the airport might be a little bit more stringent. So maybe you go to, you know, Venezuela, they're not going to care. Probably welcome the terrorists. And they, you then make your way up, you get to the U.S.-Mexico border, and the chance of being able to enter the U.S. illegally, even if you were on the terror watch list, or even if you're a known, you know, there are a number of, and some of you have been writing in, maybe we'll do some of this tomorrow, you're saying, wait, it's confusing, there's Hamas, there's Hezbollah, there's Palestinian Islamic Jihad, there are these, there are numerous uh, different, you know, locks of martyr brigades. There's numerous different, uh, terror entities, uh, all with their, literally with missiles and rockets, you know, pointed at Israel right now. Um, they all share the same ideology. There are some differences in who they are. I mean, Hezbollah, for example, um, has a very large arsenal and is a Shia militant group. Hamas is Sunni, but they're willing to work together. They're willing to work together in order to attack the Jews. Iran is, of course, the largest, the the predominant Shia Muslim power, will work with Hamas, a Sunni militant group, in order to kill as many Israelis as possible. Anyway, back to, um, just goes to show you the death, and they usually have problems with each other, right? This The uh, schism between Sunni and Shia Islam, but they put that aside when it comes to fighting Israel. Uh, our southern border is a massive security weakness for us. And it's something that right now this country lacks the political will to do anything about it. That's really what it comes down to. 
the people who say, oh, but if only, you know, maybe we can get this done or that done. No, we need a, we need a, a victory in 2024, um, that gives us control of Congress and a, and the presidency. And, you know, in this case, likely and hopefully Donald Trump. And there has to be a, an all of the above effort to not only secure the border, but to end the incentive for people to come into the country illegally. And that's going to mean you're going to have to, there's going to be a, a lot of people who are sent back to their home countries. You know, this is not some uh, situation where you can just ignore all of the laws and expect there to be an end to the problem. And that's where I think all of this is, This that's where this is at. Otherwise, you're just going to get mass amnesty. But put that aside for a second. Southern border is wide open. And if terrorists wanted to infiltrate the country, if you were wargaming this from the the bad guy side of the table, uh, that's the fastest, quickest way, the, the most certain way to get into the country, completely unrestricted. Um, and so there, there's real concern here, you know. And and then I sit here and say, how much? Well, think about this. Here's a question for you: What kind of time and resources do you think? The Biden DOJ and FBI has put into, uh, jihadist extremist or all jihadists in this context are extremists, but you know, jihadist terror cells on U.S. soil versus tracking down every Jan 6 protester who was on the Capitol grounds that day. Right? What, what do you think has gotten more attention of the Biden administration? Which one do you think is of greater priority? for Joe Biden's executive branch. So when you add that to the wide open border, I think you recognize they have no idea how many jihadists have already infiltrated the country, what their level of sophistication is. I mean, they have none. They have none. And it, it's, um, it's a deeply unsettling thought to contemplate what could happen if in fact, let's say, there's an effort to make this a broader fight than just Israel and Hamas, and Iran gets involved, and then we have, you know, sleeper cells in this country. There have been efforts like this in the past. So we are on alert now, and we need to be. We need to be aware of this. 800-282-2882, if you want to help me close out the show here with your thoughts on the threat from the bo- across the border, uh, we'll get into some of that in just a moment. Practice is the only way to improve your skills, particularly if you're a gun owner and interested in improving your aim and keeping your skills sharp. Increasing the number of times you can train comes when you have a dry fire practice method. I own a Mantis X training tool for just that reason, and that's what a Mantis X is. It's a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. This device attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. Your Mantis X then connects to your phone and the Mantis X app. Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, guides you through drills and courses, which helps you raise your scores. Nearly every new Mantis X user improves in less than half an hour, and it only gets better from there. This product is now being used by our Marines, Army, and Special Forces to help hone their skills. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. We're going to be closing up shop now on Clay and Buck, but uh, we're going to miss you uh, until tomorrow. Clay will be back. He is no doubt uh, going to come back and tell us that he uh, swung for par. Is that is that how you say it, right? He, he, he was a scratch golfer. He got, I don't know. My dad is like a golf, you know golf aficionado got a great swing knows so much about golf i know i know nothing about golf tennis i know golf i i do not um so uh but clay is uh is swinging that club for uh for a great cause today talent the towers up in new york he'll be back with us tomorrow we'll have a lot to talk about i also want to hear more of his thoughts on the rfk situation interesting interesting that republicans are already at least the republican you know official RNC sources are uh, attacking him. Um, want to get to some of your VIP emails. Remember, if you want to become a Clay and Buck VIP, just go to clayandbuck.com and sign up there. And we have, uh, Phyllis in California who says, no beard for Buck. That's the first thing she says. This is just scruff, Phyllis. This is not, I'm not, I'm not going back to the beard quite yet. I think it's also good for people who watch the clips we put up. So Clay is now the bearded one. I, I do not, I'm not, I've gone unbearded, but I've gotten a little lazy this week. So I look, uh, semi-bearded. 
Um, Phyllis writes, Buck, thank you for such a measured and insightful coverage of the Israeli situation. People need to hear the truth. Thank you, Phyllis. Um, people do need to hear the truth, and they need to see this, too. And, uh, you know, if, if you can emotionally and psychologically handle it, look, there are some people for whom it, it is too much. The information that is out there, the video specifically that's out there, um, you know, you have to be the arbiter of what you can emotionally and psychologically stand in terms of, you know, your news consumption and information. Um, I mean, I reached a point in the CIA where I just said, I, I can't, I can't watch any more of these, uh, you know, I can't see any more of these uh, beheading videos and things like that. I just, you know, I, you have to, this was at the height of Al Qaeda, uh, Al Qaeda in Iraq and taking all of its hostages and the torture and everything else. It, it's, um, it stays, it stays with you. Uh, but I do want people to be at least aware to the degree that they can of, uh, the level of evil that we are up against. It is very important. Um, let's see. We have, uh, Susan in my 63 years, it has never been more apparent to me to the degree to which the incompetent, self-serving and otherwise unemployable Washington DC brigade is ruining American lives and livelihoods with few exceptions. From unintended retirements due to COVID, buying power down 20% in 30 months, 401ks permanently down over 17% in 30 months, and canceled travel due to FAA and worldwide violent conflicts. I don't know anyone affected. The impact of the open border is also a huge problem. Um, look, what is the, what, what can you point to with Joe Biden, uh, under this administration and say, Remember when it was all build back better? Hey, not a joke. We're gonna build back better, everybody. You know, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like building, but back. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better. Doing the creepy whisper. Um, what has actually gotten better under Joe Biden? I ask you that question honestly. I used to ask this about Obama's foreign policy because it was so, uh, such a clear way to illustrate that everything in Obama's foreign policy got worse. What in America has been getting better under Biden? Um, what, what's happened? I mean, they, they have basically been on the wrong side of every decision that has to be made. And people are feeling that. And I, I hope those who are not ideologically blinded, look, I know half the country just thinks that even if things stink right now, even if everything's expensive, it's either Biden or the end of democracy, the end of democracy, uh, meaning Donald Trump. But I hope that enough Americans can see that ultimately, this is supposed to be about what's best for the country, best for the American people. You want deciders, you want people in charge who are going to do things that make your life better, protect your freedoms, allow for prosperity in this country to flourish. But, you know, with Joe Biden, what do we get? We get, a, we get all the left-wing ideology of some, you know, loon like Bernie Sanders, basically, but through the prism of grinning Delaware Joe. It's absurd. It's absurd. And we'll do everything we can here on the show to help people see through it. It's an honor to be with all of you today here, as always. Um, very blessed to spend time with you, all the great listeners, you great patriots across the country. Our guy Clay, back tomorrow. I'll be here right with him. And we will see you then. Shields high. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.